Success is about more than just business strategies. It's also about aligning with your higher purpose and clearing inner obstacles that stand in the way. I say this because you deserve to do what you love and to feel fulfilled along the way. And the reality is you're likely spending more time than you'd like to stuck in self-doubt. You may be asking yourself things like, why do I never seem to reach my biggest goals no matter how hard I work? Or why do I never quite feel like I've done enough, have enough, or am enough? If any of these sound familiar, you are not alone. And I've been there too. The good news is that the solution is simpler than you think. I'm sharing it inside my new four-day women's immersion, The Inner Critic Cure. This live four-day event includes daily classes, potent practices, and a brilliant supportive community of like-minded women. And best of all, it's only $37. This method is gentle yet powerful, and it actually works even when others haven't because it's based on a proven psychotherapeutic framework called Internal Family Systems or IFS. By the time you leave, you'll have the knowledge and tools to not only heal your relationship with those harsh inner voices, but to turn them into your strongest allies now and for the rest of your life. So join us to discover how to put an end to those negative voices that have held you back from your biggest dreams and desires. So you can live into the full potential you know is possible for you in both your business and in your life. You can learn more and join us inside the Inner Critic Cure at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. That's programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. I'd love to see you there. Hi, I'm Sarah Avon Stover, host of Truth, Love, and Beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact, in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and, in turn, to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one. From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all-women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet I've found, and I have a sense that because you're here, you have too, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty. 
values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. I am recording today from the beautiful Santa Barbara, California, where I feel very blessed to have spent the past couple weeks soaking up lots of good food, hikes, long walks on the beach. It's definitely a good place to welcome summer, and I am wishing you well wherever you are and whatever season you're in, internally and externally. And today I'm sharing an excerpt of a Dharma talk that I gave on the final morning of my retreat at Shambhala Mountain Center this past May. In it, I share guidance for integrating the teachings from the weekend into one's daily life. I know we can all use support with interweaving the practices and perspectives that help us to be more present and settled in our day-to-day lives, especially when there's a lot going on personally and collectively. So I wanted to offer this to our larger community as well. I hope you enjoy it. So in terms of more, just a more general way to integrate things into your life, the most important thing is to be realistic and not set the bar too high. So not let your inner taskmaster or your inner perfectionist be the one taking charge, but really just noting what's, what are the circumstances of your life, what's possible for you, what's doable for you. You know yourself. You know, if you're asking yourself to do like a two-hour morning practice and that's not something that you've done before, maybe that's not the most realistic thing. And you also want to look at what's enjoyable because ultimately practice is a time of, of nourishment and you're not, you know, you're not going to want to do something that you don't enjoy. So what, is, like, what, what are the pieces that really feed you? And I've heard some people mention like the journaling really worked for you or um, the inquiry questions really work for you, or maybe the yin yoga is feeling really good for your body. You're tired, and you just you know that you need more of that more of that yin energy. We're all we live in a very yin deficient culture, and we need to counterbalance that. Maybe going for walks in nature felt really good for you. Just having some, some quiet time to sit with your coffee or tea and read something inspiring, read a, a spiritual text. And gradually over time, you can, start to, you can start to build things. So maybe you start small, just with one little building block, and over time that, that can start to grow and expand and the way that that grows and expands is by, is by going on regular retreats. And I like to say that retreats aren't a luxury. They're, they're a real necessity. Like I said on our opening night, it's like they're required for our sanity at this, <laughs> this time, especially on the planet. And so I really encourage you, you know, after this retreat, look ahead. Like, when, when am I going to do my next retreat? When am I going to do that next deep dive to really replenish myself and to 
just to get back on track if you fall off the wagon with your practice or to to start to deepen into your practice. And that's, that's how we build, is how we we kind of make things cumulative over time. So the practice that I shared, um, that I'm sharing today, the template today uh, that I'm sharing rather this weekend is kind of a template of, of what I what I do, what I find to be really helpful. And as I've said before, the morning time is is really the best time to do this, whether that's 15 minutes for yourself or two hours for yourself. And so I really recommend waking up, not turning on your phone, having your phone be on airplane mode, keep it outside of your bedroom. You know, I, I keep my phone on airplane mode in my kitchen, plugged in. I wake up, drink my hot water with lemon, make my green juice, immediately get on my yoga mat, do a yin pose, do butterfly pose, do some pranayama, do some chanting, do a 24-minute meditation, do some yin and or flow yoga, and take some time to journal and read the spiritual text. And this is something that I've cultivated over, cultivated over a couple of decades. And there are some mornings where I can't do all of that, where it's maybe more abbreviated. But on the best mornings, that's what I do. And I arrange my work life so I don't, I don't start working until later in the day. So I have that time to really front load myself so that I know that I can show up for what I'm needing to do in that day with the people that I'm supporting or just the things that I have happening in my own personal life to help me be resourced for that. And then you want to think about, you know, we talked about the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the triple gem. How are those things playing out in your own life? So the Buddha is ways that you connect to your essential nature. So what are those things that help you to come home to that? The Dharma are the teachings. So in what way are you relating to the teachings in your daily life? And again, is that reading a spiritual text? Is that listening to a Dharma talk or an inspiring talk while you're doing yin yoga? That's something that I often do, is to listen to the teachings while I'm doing a yin yoga practice. Is it being part of a spiritual community, a sangha, where you meet regularly, you know, once a month or whatever it is to kind of come together and remember the teachings to help to integrate those into your daily life so that you're not doing it all alone. So you you have that inspiration, that accountability, that support, that reflection. And that's the third piece, that's the sangha, your spiritual community that we're not meant to do things alone. Spiritual path is not easy. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it, and everyone's not. But the truth is that it makes it does make your life easier. And maybe you've heard the saying, um, easy choices, hard life. So when you choose to do the easy thing, you know, wake up, turn on your phone, jump into work, blah, 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 then it makes your life harder. 
but hard choices, easy life. When you choose the hard thing, you know, don't turn on your phone. Sit in meditation. Sit with yourself. Take that time for practice, even when there's resistance. It does make your life easier. So the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, what role are those triple gems playing in your life? And acknowledging that we have different seasons of our lives. And our practice needs to shift and change according to the season of life that we're in. So you want to be compassionate with that and stay current with yourself. Like, what is really feeding and nourishing me now? I have few precious relationships in my life that have weathered all the changes I've been through over the past couple of decades. Gratefully, yoga is one of those. And not only is it one of those, it's also one of the greatest loves of my life. First, it helped me to tone things down and stop pushing myself so hard by shifting from long-distance running to Ashtanga yoga. Since then, it keeps showing me ways to soften, soften, and soften some more. These days, my practice hardly consists of, quote, advanced poses. Rather, it's a time that I take at the start of most days to listen to what my body needs and to move in ways that meets those needs. Over the years, yoga has helped me to become more of who I really am and to face my life as it really is. And ultimately, this is the aim and fruit of a woman's yoga practice. Starting this fall, I'm leading my second online 200-hour Yoga Alliance Women's Yoga and Meditation teacher training. Last year's training was such a success and so enjoyable that I want to do it again. In it, I'll share the tenets of this form of practice, one that I truly haven't found offered anywhere else. And I've offered shorter versions of this training in person over the past decade, and now I'm offering a more extended version that is 100% online. It combines women's yin and slow flow yoga, seasonal living, Buddhist meditation and dharma, and internal family systems for psychological healing and maturity. We'll meet for four three-day weekends, long weekends between October and January that will feel more like retreats. So this is for you if you're wanting to get your 200-hour certification, if you already have it and want to deepen your practice, if you're not a teacher and simply want to deepen your practice and connect with like-minded community Also, if you want to specialize in women's spirituality or hone your specialty or just be in a group of really dedicated, interesting women, this is for you. Registration opens in July with some early bird discounts and you can get on the early notification list at womensyogateachertraining.com. That's womensyogateachertraining.com. I look forward to sharing this with you. Because ultimately we, we need our practice to support us when, when things are not easy. It's like going to the gym and lifting weights 
or doing cardio, like that helps you to to sustain yourself more over time. And same with spiritual practice. They're like these inner muscles that we build, inner muscles in our mind and in our heart and in our spirit that help us when things in life are more challenging. And so we practice to support us when things are not so easy and so that we, we have we have a reservoir of inner resources to draw upon during those times to help us get through them. And just looking at the trajectory that we're on in this world, it's, it's highly likely that things are just going to get more challenging. And I'm, I consider myself an optimist, but that's just looking at, at the facts. You know, whether that's what's happening with climate change or what's happening politically, not only in this country, but around the world. There's a lot of things that we're facing. And so we need these times each day to, to, to build these inner muscles to help us to meet not only the challenges in our personal lives, but also in the collective. And there are times where things are so hard that you know we can't do it alone, that we need support. And you know, several years in my life, things and I know we've all had these experiences in different ways, but just everything totally blew up. And the instigator of that was the man that I was engaged to. I found out that he had been cheating on me for most of our relationship. And more and more was revealed to me over time about that. And my whole sense of identity, my whole, um, my whole sense of stability in the world just shattered. And there were weeks and months where I couldn't sit and meditate. As a daily meditator since I was in my early 20s, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do yoga by myself. It was hard to be by myself. I was in so much shock and anxiety. There was such a deep rupture. And that was a big learning for me of just how, how we really need to be present for how our practice needs to shift and change. And so what helped me was going on a hike every morning and just walking up the mountain and breathing in the fresh air and talking to friends and getting intensive therapy. That's when I started doing IFS very intensively, meeting with a therapist once a week. And so there are times where, where we do need more of those external supports, where we're facing something big and we can't do it alone. So allowing for that in your life, allowing yourself to ask for help, to get these external supports, whether it's a therapist or a counselor or a mentor or a coach or a trusted friend, because this is, this is a lifelong journey. Uh, healing never stops. Like The spiritual path is, is a path of healing. It's a path of coming into greater wholeness. And there are times along the path where things are really hard. And we need help. And that's something that's not really culturally accepted in a very individualistic society. 
And the truth is that we are interdependent beings. So even looking in your life now, like where do you need to bring in more support? Where do you need to ask for more help? And starting to build even more of a support network so that you have more to support you when things are hard. So take a moment right now and just in your journal reflect on now, now that we've had a deeper conversation, you reflected on it with, with a partner, just what, what, is, what is kind of like the minimum viable practice that you want to commit to within yourself when you go home today so that when you wake up tomorrow morning, this is, this is what you're going to turn to. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast and also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, sarahavonstover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.